Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, September 6, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adelier Jr. Joining me is co-host of PSI Love You XOXO, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. We're going to miss you this week. You're not on PSI Love You XOXO. It's me and Janet holding down the fort. Have you gotten a guest? Have you figured out what you're going to talk about? I don't know if I want a guest. I was thinking about it quite no? a bit this weekend on what I want to do. I have a good idea. Me and Janet haven't talked about OFK yet, so we need to do that. So we got that mm. already teed up to go for. You know what I mean? But then also, yeah, we'll see. Let's see how the PlayStation news develops this week. You know, I mean, you, you got think... a big play. You got a, the camouflage to talk about. I know the new the camouflage, camouflage hoodie camouflage from kindoffunny.com slash. Oh, that's something oh, different. I didn't hear about yeah, that. No, like... What are you talking about? You have the PlayStation you have camouflage new camouflage hoodie? too. I didn't know we, we had do, a camouflage yeah. hoodie. Kindoffunny.com slash store right there. You can go check it out. Snow Mike Mike did a video for it yesterday. Wow. You wouldn't know you were golfing. I was golfing. It was the hottest day golfing. of the fucking year. Everybody in San Francisco <laughs> freaking out, day. ready to die. <laughs> Blessings out there on the links, hitting 18 holes. The hottest day in San Francisco is not that hot of a day, but it is a hot <laughs> day. Like it was in, my in the 90s. What are you talking about, dude? You're from the Midwest. You know what summer feels like when yes, you like walk outside and you're immediately sweaty. <laughs> When it's humid, it's sweaty. There was no humidity, which is nice. Oh no, it was it was humid in the in the city. When I didn't feel it. Uh, I was out there thriving. Uh, oh, I like this this camouflage hitting. You like, get it right yeah, now. Kind of funny.com slash store. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Mike did a really funny video about it. You should look at watch. I like this kind of funny hoodie more than like the the camouflage PS5 stuff. We're gonna talk about it later, right? So we should. We're gonna talk about it later. We shouldn't burn it all now. I do want to ask: Have you started God of War yet? For the God of War replay for PS Love You. You know, blessing. I don't like you trying to keep tabs on me. Don't worry about what I'm doing over here. All right, we got a couple weeks still. We got what is it? The 21st. We're recording that episode, right? We got plenty. I'm just saying we can hold hands right now and just say fuck it. All right, we cannot do that. Days gone all over again. We're not days gone again. Again, I need to play God of War before Ragnarok comes out again. I love God of War. I'm excited for it. I was working. I was obsessed all weekend with that immortality business. You and I, oh, of yeah. course, this afternoon recording a Gamescast segment that'll go into the main Gamescast this week with Rebecca Valentine all about immortality. So we got a lot to talk about there. That's what that's what I had to be doing. I was sitting there with clips. Fair. I'm clicking on guns, clicking on nips. I'm, I'm looking at everything. I'm going to find Dude, I We're going to talk about the Gamescast. I clicked on so many nips. <laughs> I went down a nip rabbit hole. Yeah, which, if you played Immortality, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, you should maybe play Immortality. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I did start God of War on this big, beautiful machine called the Steam Deck. Oh, so about- you're starting from scratch, I see. I'm starting from scratch. Why are you not See, starting exci- from scratch? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm going to probably do like a new game plus with my uh, um, old save, which I never did when they finally added that. I did consider because the idea of replaying God of War scares me just because, mm-hmm. you know, replaying video games is going to be is exciting the second time. Of course. Am I going to want to put in the 20 to 30 hours to beat this thing when I could be playing Immortality or Tinykin or some other game? Mm-hmm. There is that. But then also, I figured I could make the argument that what if I just pick up my PlayStation save and platinum it? As opposed to replaying the whole thing as my way of getting back into God of War, but sure. I figured we already kind of talked about it, we already kind of committed to it. But it was on my it was on my mind. I was like, what if I just platinum it instead of replaying it? See, Go I ahead. think enough time it's going to be for me like what Last of Us, not Part One, was, but Last of Us Remastered was in 2020, where that was enough time mm-hmm. between the the original release of Last of Us Night. Whereas God of War, everyone knows how much I enjoyed it in 2018. I'm expecting joy just as so much, and the fact that there are since I last did it, new trophies. I'm excited. I'm, I need to, I need to be playing it in the right place. You know. Gotcha. Well, that's fair. Well, Greg, we're going to talk about God of War later. We're going to talk about immortality later. But for now, let's talk about today's stories, which include Cyberpunk 2077's new expansion, even more God of War, Ragnarok gameplay, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. That's right. We're back on Twitch. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you Blessing don't want to watch right live, now on kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, I'm going to correct oh, myself. God. 
God. I said that there were new trophies. It just they just added the new difficulty. And I think photo mode, right? There are no new trophies for God of War. Thanks, I was also, Corey. Thanks for nothing, Corey Barlog, you lazy ass. But also, Roger, Greg, break that out, tweeted at him. Greg, there's also the uh, PS5 60 frames per second patch as well. So that I'm excited. But yo, yeah, yeah, technical, it's gonna be great. I, you know what I mean? I will tell you, I took a lot of time right before this KFGD to clear a lot of space in my computer. Because as I was playing it on my Steam Deck, I've been I I've been enjoying the handheld aspect of it, yeah. but I have been missing the fidelity. You know, there's yeah. like the textures don't look as great. Like it doesn't run as well. It's fun. It's really playable. But I'm like, ooh, God of War is a hot looking game. I should play it in a hot looking way. And so I think I'm gonna go back and forth between the. Steam I mean, if you're worried about storage, you probably just play it on your PlayStation. You know what I mean? Get in there. Yeah, but that's why I play, that's why we need cross save. Cause like I really, I really want to play it. I, I would play it on PlayStation. Get all those like, frames. I, don't you want those frames? Come on. I, I want the frames, but I also want to be able to play it when I go to LA later this week. Cause let me tell you, D23 is happening. I'm gonna be there. And I'm, I'm sure at D23, you're gonna have so much downtime to play God of War. I'm leaving in like two days. I'm gonna. I have bet you don't put so more than downtime. 45 minutes into God of War. Not planes. I got, not I got a whole. Not oh, planes not planes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. Cause I am planning to play on the plane. But I digress. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, Roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you football season is here and andy and mike are excited to be your play-by-play announcers for the Niners season your favorite gaming personalities are scattered all throughout the league be a part of team kf on the niners or join another team in the league in hopes to stop our chances at winning the championship find out how today uh on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right after kind of funny this games is- daily Another great video that went up this weekend. If you haven't seen it over on Andy's Twitter, go check it out because he's doing something. He's taking the idea of KFW to the NFL, and it's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait to see this. It's, it's, it's just like how wrestling was. Even if you don't care about wrestling, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Hell yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Cyberpunk, excuse me, 2077's first big expansion has been revealed. This comes from Michael McWhirter at Polygon. Cyberpunk 2077's first major downloadable content, the expansion, Phantom Liberty is coming in 2023. Developer CD CD Projekt Red announced Tuesday with the add-on's first teaser trailer. CD Projekt Red describes Phantom Liberty as a new spy thriller expansion for Cyberpunk 2077 that will be set in a new district of Night City. The first trailer for Phantom uh, Phantom Liberty doesn't offer a a ton in the way of detail. Player character V takes an oath to, quote, faithfully serve the new United States of America, while the voice of Johnny Silverhand admonishes her uh, that was a bad idea. There's a snippet of gameplay, but the trailer doesn't promise much. Actor Keanu Reeves confirms separately in a Night City Wire livestream presentation that he'll return to voice Johnny in the expansion. Phantom City will be available for for Google Stadia, PS5, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X versions of Cyberpunk 2077, but not, apparently, for the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. The game's new patch, 1.6, known as the Edge Edge Runners update, uh, will be the final update for the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Cyberpunk 2077. The Edge Runners update is named for its tie-in to the Netflix animated series coming next week. 
Patch 1.6 introduces equipable items from the anime to Cyberpunk 2077, including the jacket worn by David Martinez, the anime's protagonist, and a shotgun used by another character from the show. The update also brings new features to the game, including a clothing transbox system, cloth prep. Come on, no, yeah. stop, full stop, full stop. Transbox. Give them a round of applause for finally doing it so you don't have to look like some crazy, I ran, th- my skin is glue and I ran through a Goodwill. Because that's how everybody fucking looks in this game. Cyberpunk, you're supposed to be cool, you're supposed to be slick. I always look like a fucking jackass in this game. So I'm pretty stoked that that'll be there when I come back for the DLC. Hell yeah. What I'm stoked about is cross-platform progression, which they also announced, and a new playable Roach minigame, uh, Roach Race minigame arcade cabinet, where you're, I guess you're racing as Roach from The, the Witcher 3, the horse in that game. Right. Uh this is cool. I watched the the live stream that they did earlier today. Uh, Greg, did you get to catch any of it? And also, like, how do you feel about a new big expansion coming to Cyberpunk? Uh, first party that I get to watch it. I did not get to watch it. I was in an embargo demo for something else that I'll be mm. able to tell you about one day. Um, and so then I've caught up after the fact. And obviously, Transmogs was jumping off the page uh, for me in terms of what you're getting from the first patch. Uh, in terms of the DLC, bless, uh, it's exciting enough. It's interesting enough, right? Like, I, you know, went through and platinumed uh, Cyberpunk right back in the day. Uh, the PlayStation 4 version on my PlayStation 5. You ever mm-hmm. feel like you got a bug in your back, but you don't, but you, for a second you did, you got to check it out. You got to make yeah. sure. No, what, if it, what if the ticks finally got me? Oh, what if yeah. this was their move? You know, I can't have it. Um, platinumed Cyberpunk. <clears throat> I, had, I, I enjoyed Cyberpunk, but it was that, it, it, honestly, it was a lot like our enjoyment of Dying Light, where it was like, cool. Mm. I played that. That was this year, by the way, Bless. If you forget, Dying Light 2 Stay Human was this yeah. year. We did that this year, if that doesn't look crazy. But it was that thing where I ran through and I had fun and okay, and I platinum and it was done. And I haven't thought about it since, right? Outside of the many times it comes up to be the dead horse we get to beat on. So this uh, it seems like a cool concept. I've seen the trailer. The trailer's cool, but it looks like more cyberpunk. And I guess that's a world I'd want to go back to and do more in. My problem would be like jumping back in by the end of that game when i platinumed it with uh, my v like i was just like it was like it's got to be like that moment you know how in groundhog day when bill murray's so fucking sick of everything because he just knows everything like it was similar to that in terms of how powerful i was where i, I didn't mm. have to think anymore right i'd come up i'd kneel outside and i'd kill everybody or just leave the one guy i need or you know what i mean go in there and do that or just go in there and i forget which gun or power i had that was just so super power that it was just like you're destroyed and decimated so the interesting thing for phantom liberty is like will there be a balance for that will they you know everybody be five levels of are they increasing the cap i don't know about that like stuff like that. where does that all go i don't know it, for honestly you know for phantom liberty having a phantom release date of 2023 i think a lot of it'll come down to what's it up against because if there's other yeah. stuff that's more you know exciting and thrilling and new i probably won't jump on it right away i would get to it eventually but how many times have i said i'd get something eventually and it just sits in the backlog and never happens yeah i'm I'm right there with you in terms of that last part right where i want to be excited for it and i i am excited for this actually right but it is that thing of okay where in 2023 is this going to land because if it lands in february and it's coming out alongside you know uh, dead space all the other games that that we have announced right now right like where does breath of the wild fall in january Dead Space is January, and there's like Resident Evil 4. Like, there's a bunch of games that we expect to come in the spring alongside the stuff that we do have confirmed in the spring. And if there's a lot of stuff happening alongside Cyberpunk, I don't know if Cyberpunk's going to be the first one I pick up. But it's one that I am anticipating and one that I want to be excited for. And I think that comes down to a few things. One of the things uh, is something Mario brings up uh, in the question that they wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. Uh, Mario Malerba writes in and says, Hey, y'all, hope you're having a great morning. 
CD Projekt Red has announced Phantom Liberty, an expansion for Cyberpunk 2077, and personally, just watching that trailer gave me the itch to jump back into Night City. My question is, how sizable of an update slash experience does this need to be in order for it to be seen as a swing in the right direction for Cyberpunk, a game which has been which has been kind of clawing its way back into public favor after its disastrous launch? I've been a Cyberpunk fan since launch. There are tens of us out here. Thanks and keep <laughs> killing it. And I think Mario touches on a few interesting things, right? I want to start with you know i've been a cyberpunk fan since launch there are tens of us out here i would venture to say that there's way more than tens right i think there's a good handful of people that are really into cyberpunk 2077 but it gets it gets drowned out by a lot of the the hate and like dissatisfaction and overhype that that game saw yeah. right i remember coming out of cyberpunk 2077 finishing the game and going I really enjoyed this uh, this game. I really enjoyed my experience here. It is not my game of the year, right? Like, I, it's not one of my favorite games of the year, but it's a game that that I am looking forward to maybe picking up again at some time, right? My plan <clears throat> when I finished Cyberpunk on PC was to replay it again on console on my PS4, and then as it turned out, the game ran terribly on uh, the consoles at the time, and so it was yeah. like, well, guess I'm just not going to replay. <laughs> I'm not right? going to go back to this anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go back to this. And with that, you know, I, I was looking forward to the next gen releases. I was looking forward to this new upcoming expansion. And things got delayed and delayed and delayed because Cyberpunk had such a disastrous launch. And so by the time we got around to earlier in the year when they dropped the the new gen versions of Cyberpunk 2077, I actually did pick it up for a second. I did want to re-experience re it for, for a bit there, right? But again, that went back to kind of what we're talking about in terms of timing where that came out. I think in January or uh, February, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And if you remember, February was review season where we were playing Horizon, we were playing Elden Ring, we were playing Sifu, we were playing hella games, right? Yeah. And even in March, there were all, a lot of game releases happening around that time too. And so I, I peeked in and went, all right, cool, it's more Cyberpunk, and then peeked out because I, I couldn't find the time to replay, replay the game. Um, one of the things they mentioned during the stream this morning, though, for this Night City Wire was about how the most current version of cyberpunk 2077 they feel is the version that they envisioned right okay. they talked about the fixes they talked about um the updates they talked about uh even things like overhauling the cop system which is a highly requested thing uh, from the cyberpunk audience right like why do the cops suck this bad like why why do these things just not work um you know fixing driving fixing a lot of things they're talking about that stuff and they're talking about that, that stuff frankly in the night city wire in ways that makes me go all right cool this seems like it seems like the water's warm. It seems like I can jump into this and have a good time and not have to worry too much about the game-breaking bugs and sure. certain things just not working. And if that's the case, I think putting out a new expansion and that expansion hit <clears throat> hitting is going to be really good for the game. Because for me, all I need this expansion to do is to have a great story. I need to be enthralled by the plot. I need to care about what's going on in the characters and the plot lines and the twists and all that stuff. If they get... If they nail that and the game plays as it should, that's all I need for me to be very satisfied with the experience and for me to look forward to the future of Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Cyberpunk's story worked, it worked really well, right? Like, it, I think we always talk about the funeral scene, right? The one you go to or whatever. And I remember oh, walking yeah. around being like, this is so fucking good. But then, yeah, it was surrounded by a lot of mediocrity, right? Just like, okay, yeah, the... the combat or in terms of the cops spawning behind you just the way the world worked and again so much of that is because of the way it under delivered on all of its promises and that's it, it, that's impossible to separate those things and, and not have that oh this is just it's just this like if that had come out of the blue 
not even out of blue, if it had been marketed a little bit more honestly, right? And it lived up and people said, this is what it's going to be. And it was what it was. And it wasn't these E3 demos that won game of the show multiple years in a row because those demos were so crazy. And like, how are you going to do this? And the answer is they weren't going to do it. Yeah. Like if that bar hadn't been set, it'd be interesting to see how cyberpunk would have been received, but I don't think it would have been too much different than how it is now where it is just like, Oh yeah, that was, that was a game I played. That was fun. Pan Am was a cool character. I like doing this. I looked like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> there was all whatever. Like I, I'm in such a weird spot of just like I had put so many hours into it to then be this cold in terms of what happened in it and where do we leave off to jump back in. If it's got a good onboarding mm-hmm. process and an interesting story, sure, I could see it being fun, but it is yeah. going to be more cyberpunk, and I'm not really clamoring for that, right? I think I'm I'm a little bit more hot on it uh, than you. Where the a few days ago, Paris was tweeting about cyberpunk as he always does, and I saw surprise, it, uh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. How many yellow chairs does this motherfucker have now? I saw him tweeting, and it kind of ignited a nostalgia for me. Where I was like, damn. I, I kind of miss cyberpunk and i think that goes back to just who i am as an rpg player where sure. i loved deus ex human revolution and i love deus ex mankind divided and i love fallout right and i love those kinds of settings for a western rpgs cyberpunk was supposed to be the the apex of that right like i was looking forward to, to cyberpunk being okay this is what you love about deus ex but now it's open world and the scope is bigger and it's more stylish and all these things. And again, they didn't nail all, all the different parts of that, but I think that is still a world that I would want to hang out in. I still look back at cyberpunk and I am like, that was one of the most stylish games I played that year um, in terms of set dressing, in terms of, of visual direction, art, all that stuff. I still think cyberpunk is really impressive, but you know, like you said, uh, like you said, right. Coming out of playing that game originally, that game was not a 10 out of 10. That game was not what people thought it was going, it was going to be. Um, but with that, right, I free me. I was still like, this is a good game. It's a fun game. It's a game that I, I'd want to, I would want to play more of. And I think if what I want out of this next DLC is for it to tee up a roadmap of content, right? I would love for me to play this expansion in spring 2023. And then, and then it is, Hey, we got another expansion coming for you either later in the year or sometime next year, right? If I can get one or two story expansions that don't have to be long right they can be anywhere from five to ten hours which i guess is probably pretty long but like five to ten hours worth of content once or twice a year out of cyberpunk for me i'll look forward to and i think that could kick off what the original plan of cyberpunk was which is we want as cd project red we want two pillars to what is making this company or what is making this money as a company right it is the witcher and it is cyberpunk if they can get this going if they can nail it i think that starts to sow the, uh, sow the seeds of eventually having that multiplayer game that they originally concepted and talked oh about God. and wanted to make happen right like that is the kind of um snowball effect that i would love to see but is very ambitious for where we're at with cyberpunk today which is didn't set the set the world on fire i'll love for that to eventually happen with it though it did are they still doing multiple expansions i remember they i remember when they there's been so many rumors this that and the other like i'm trying to figure out if they did they change that to one or is it no I want to say if this is a kind of funny.com site, you're wrong thing. Cause I remember them releasing multiple roadmaps. Yeah. And that's why I get so confused. I remember them shifting back and forth between like, actually we're not doing multiplayer, but we are doing this thing. Like we are doing DLC. I forget if they talked about an amount of DLC expansions, um, chat, let me, let us know if you can find exactly like the, the last update they put out on that. Uh, and kind of funny, uh, you're wrong, but they definitely have more stuff planned after this expansion. Like I, they... I we, we can say that at least. Hobo Rocky say says they don't. He says they've said just one, so I don't know. Oh, man. And that, that would be my... Oh, man. ...gut reaction for it, is that... 
they would do this and then just be done. Just get out of this. Get out of Cyberpunk. Get out of the debacle. Don't forget we're making Witcher and move on with the Witcher. You think they gave up? They give up on Cyberpunk after this expansion? For this, for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't think as a franchise, wow. no. Like I think they'll make another Cyberpunk eventually. I think they'll go do all that stuff. But I feel like they've done themselves in in terms of this and i mean maybe i you know it's that thing we always go back on well it sold so well but it, yeah remember the returns and this that and the other yeah but what about the public perception and yet like cyberpunk has been a black eye right so you and you promised an expansion right so it's got to be one of those okay we'll get it out like they're still trying to do right they're still trying to make up for what they did uh here but i don't know I'm, See, and I'm, if that's the case i'll just cut and run and i even do this expansion i know at this point probably enough work oh, has been done on it where it's just yeah. like release it but if the goal, if the plan is to not do more Cyberpunk 2077 content after the expansion, then why release the expansion? I think uh, that, that that's where I'm at. The one, the only nanobiologist writes in the kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. It says CD Projekt uh, PR, no, CD Projekt Red CEO confirmed in May 2022 that there will be only one DLC. Really? Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> that must. I'm trying for, I have, I mean, I'm looking it's, at it's, it's more a uh, story DLC than a uh, GTA five ever did, you know? Yeah. but also like i'm comparing it more to the witcher which i believe did have like a, bl- a bunch of shit right like yeah like people really dig the expansion packs for um like cd project red rpgs i guess witcher is the only example so people really dug it for witcher uh it's so all think that, that for as cd project red you want to replicate that for a cyberpunk but again two different situations two different scenarios i get it but i'm also like dude why even do the, the one then like you've done you so much. Said you would. They've talked about this before, right? You've I mean, done they've so talked much work about to it. Fix they it. want. They can't. The whole. The whole story of Cyberpunk, right? Of the you know the pre-launch launch and then after is like CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt and their word. And they you know they did not deliver on what their word was for what they said this game was going to be. A lot of people say they lied, and so now they mm-hmm. they had to go through and fix it, and they had to work the patches. They do their thing, and so if you said you're getting DLC, you're getting DLC, but why it's back to why give more than you need to just do what they have to do and get out mm-hmm. well in that case to uh tomorrow yeah hold on of- so let me if you let me read a little bit here sorry yeah so i'm on games radar uh this is the link uh the one the only nanobiologist sent it CD Projekt Red 2077 may only get one DLC. This is Hiram Cryer, right? CD Projekt Red CEO has seemingly confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077's forthcoming expansion will be its only one. Speaking of financial Q&A earlier this week, uh, CD Projekt CEO Adam Kaczynski uh, was asked about the future projects using the in-house Red Engine. After The Witcher 4 was revealed to be ditching uh, it for Unreal Engine 5, Cyberpunk expansion will be the last project based on the Red Engine, he said. Any further projects will be on Unreal. The seemingly is confirmation that 2077's upcoming story-driven DLC expansion will be the only one of its kind, and the game won't receive any further content after that. Uh, this would be unlike Witcher 3, which received two expansions, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, in the years after its first mm-hmm. launch. Uh, this is a surprise because CD Projekt staff have previously used expansions, plural, when referring to Cyberpunk's uh, future DLC. A UI coordinator uh, referenced multiple expansions prior to the game's launch in 2019, while a quest director referenced multiple expansions as recently as last month in April. So there you go. Wow. So there you go. Bless. This I mean, might reignite your passion, get you back in. It's fuck. This is the goddamn nail in the coffin. All right. But here's the thing. I think it's the nail in the coffin for Cyberpunk 2077. I don't think it's the nail in the coffin for the cyberpunk 
franchise. Okay. Like, oh no, 100%. Franchise. I mean they're doing the anime right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, Edge Runners, like you're talking about. And no, I guess no, no, that, but... and that's that's where the the core of my my thought comes from. Of oh yeah, you got Edge Runners. You're doing the Edge Runners update for Cyberpunk. You got the new new DLC coming in uh, next year. Oh yeah, there's a there's a future for Cyberpunk. Like they want Cyberpunk to live and exist sometime in the future. For I sure. guess that's just not Cyberpunk 2077, which makes sense because the foundation is rocky, right? The foundation is uh, started off not great, and I'm sure to some extent can't might might be unsalvageable uh, uh, in a lot of ways because it, it just wasn't what it needed to be. That said, right, like if in 2025 you release the multiplayer project or if it is 2030 you release a new cyberpunk game or whatever you do to whatever you have to do to gain in that goodwill and good faith from your audience to make you to enable you to be able to release more cyberpunk stuff yeah you got to do that but i guess for this cyberpunk game I, the, the new expansion is the swan song and to that to mario's uh, question of how sizable of an update slash experience does it need to be based on our our discussion right now i have bigger hopes <laughs> for like how the size of it Right, because I was going into it being like, oh yeah, you know, four to five hour story. If it's just that, then it's like, okay, well, fuck. I need it to be like maybe eight to ten hours at at, at least if it's going to be the last big sizable expansion for Cyberpunk. I guess the only big sizable expansion. You're do you think that's crazy. how? Do you You're think that's crazy? crazy person? Yeah, this is going to be a couple hours Why of things it? to do, a few Why hours to say you did it, to say you did it, to deliver on your promise that you made, so they don't have yet another arrow in the quiver to fire at you would be like cd project lies they lie all the time i hate it imagine being i imagine me being disappointed by cyberpunk again i know right just getting yeah, overhyped again and getting disappointed again it's gonna point. happen just, just let it go game. just let it go bless dear lord speaking of hype let's talk about story number two uh we got more god of war ragnarok gameplay with our first look at Svartalheim. Uh, this comes from Tom Ivan <laughs> at, at Video Games Chronicle. Svartalheim. Uh, a new God of War Ragnarok gameplay video has offered the first look at the Dwarven realm, Svartalheim. Am I saying that right? Is Svartalheim? Yeah, I think you're nailing it. It's just you're you're really emphasizing, which is just nutty. And I like I'm it. also I like realizing. Hold on. They're, they're spelling it two different ways, which is throwing me off. In the title, the correct, the correct way uh, for Google Docs, it's, uh, there's an F before the H. There, so it's Svartalheim? No, Svartalfheim? I think the F is silent. It's silent? I think. Why didn't, why Call it Fartelheim and move on. <laughs> uh, the, Game Informer, the Game Informer video provides some insight into how Sony Santa Monica's level designers brought the realm to life for the upcoming sequel. While 2018's God of War included six of the nine realms in Norse mythology, Ragnarok will let players visit them all. Quote, God of War Ragnarok will take you to the previously unreachable Vanaheim, Fartelheim, and Asgard, as well as to new areas from the locations featured in the last game. Grace Orlity, a lead community manager at Sony Santa Monica, uh, previously told the PlayStation blog, quote, exploring the realms will take you everywhere from the verdant otherworldly jungles to intricate subterranean mining networks. This next installment in the series will bring you a more diverse, beautiful, and mysterious variety of locations than any other God of War game. End quote. Greg, are you excited to explore Fartelheim? I can't wait to be all up inside Fartelheim. That's what it's all about. Uh, this is one that, you know, I saw come through the Twitter feed today. I know Game Informer's doing a whole bunch of coverage. And I did the, oh, I'm not going to watch this. And then I'm, like, watching just the Discord version of it here, right? But it's like, I don't want to see anything. Like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need to yeah. see anything about God or War. I'm right there with you. I, I, the only reason I'm watching content is because of the show right where i'm like of oh, course this, this is a headline i try to talk about it oh whatever but and like, that's the thing ladies if i didn't have to talk about it for. i wouldn't want we don't it. get enough credit for it, all right 
there's all these grenades and landmines out there every day for games coverage. We toss them on. Or we toss ourselves on them. Do you think I want to see this? You think I now I know Kratos has his blades. Do I did I want to know that? I don't yeah. want to know that. You know what I mean? Give me you know what if you're on Twitch right now, I'll tell you what, Twitch kids, you gotta step it up. We did an experiment last week with YouTube where we streamed to YouTube. Those kids were so nice. They were just giving out subs and things left and right. Where are my subs at right now? I'm out here doing God's work. Blessing. Bear, I need to pause the video and scroll back 10 seconds. Now, hold on. Hold I on. still stand where I, I stood um, about uh, last this? episode of KFTD uh, when they were roll, rowing down the river on the boat. Okay. Um, last episode of KFTD, right? There was, there was another one of the Game Informer uh, drops, which, like, <laughs> this strip feed. Oh man, it's it's tripping like very slowly. It is. Hey, here's one minute of content. Here's like thirty seconds of stuff that you might have seen before, might have not seen before. But we'll give you like five sentences telling you about why you should care. It is like very the very slow drip feed. And of course, I don't put that on Game Informer. That is for sure. Sony being like, here's some crumbs. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that's all we need, that's, man. And that that's all we need. Listen. And, what up? Greg? You don't put it on Game Informer. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I worked at IGN, motherfuckers. I've, I've been, let's break. Let's rewind a trailer. Let's rewind theater screenshot. All right. This is the game of it, right? Where yeah, when they said they were gonna have all this access, I'm like, how? And then it's like, oh, okay. You're gonna have these yeah. one minute clips and do whatever of him rowing. Okay. Exactly. And I and I stand a bit where I stood on Friday, which is the more I look at it, the more I'm like. Oh, what if it's just what if it's just a little bit more of God of War, right? What if it is God of War 2018, but might look slightly better, might like you know have some more. Are you combat. are you saying so maybe, that it's another masterpiece? What are you are saying? Are you saying once again, blessing that maybe our wild expectations and how we keep talking about a Metal Gear Solid two twist based on no evidence? <laughs> we're just 100%. talking out our ass for years on PS. One hundred. You think that might have fucked up our expectations? One, uh, yeah, and I, that's where I'm. I'm like, okay, I need to start opening myself up to the fact that that's probably and maybe is what what that's going to be, which is going to be fine, right? And like, Barry's like, that's another masterpiece, and I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, if I'm playing God of War 2018 again. That's fine. I want it to be more. I want it to be. Sure. I want it to like stick out more and be more special. But if it is what it is, and that's totally fine. Uh, but bear, if you can bring it back up, one thing I do want to point out that I might be making an ant out of a molehill. This is me doing the IGN rewind theater thing. Um, as Kratos and Atreus are in this boat rowing down the river, if you can press play, if you can actually rewind, actually no, 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 press play from here. Press play from here. There's this this dude who's like on the right side. You see him standing there. Yeah. Yeah, right there. He's like hanging out. He's like hanging out, and then he does like a fun little like jog away, and that looks like NPC behavior in a way where it's like, oh, I wonder if I can talk to that guy. Like, I wonder if there's gonna be more like NPCs hanging out in some of these realms that you're actually starting conversations with, and like I don't what know if about you can over rip his spine out, you ever think of that? And then like actually, yeah, yeah. What if you can go over and just murder him like the old God of War? Also, chat, bring it back. Chat's uh, chat's uh, bringing up. Uh, you're making an ant out of a molehill. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm making a. What was the what was the phrase? A mountain out of a molehill. molehill. You might be making a mountain out of a molehill. I'm making a mountain out of a molehill here. Might be making an ant out of a molehill. <laughs> As like I'm making something. Creating life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making something smaller out of like something that's like way bigger than it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's my IGN Rewind Theater it's good. It was good. take for you. And so, who knows? We'll see. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go uh, get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous 
anonymously. It's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all Alpoint or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. And we're back. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to the Logan Pierce in chat who said, at Blessing Junior, guys, I'm getting married today. Can I get a shout-out from Greg and Bless? Woo! Congratulations. Go get him, Logan Pierce. Go get him, Logan Pierce. I'm sure you're, you're, uh, well, I, I'm sure your partner's been up hours and hours now getting ready. You're sitting in your boxer shorts watching kind of funny games daily i appreciate your commitment shout out yeah, to out of all the things to be doing on your wedding day you gotta cut you gotta catch up on video game news it's not even that big of a news day <laughs> <laughs> also shout out to logan pierce for just having a cool name that, that is, is a good great name. name logan pierce sounds like some like comic book superhero type shit yeah exactly it's really cool let's hop into story number three the division heartland new details go live a little too early this is adele anchors range at ign New details about Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland have emerged on a Ubisoft store listing, revealing more about the free-to-play shooter and its various game modes. Twitter user Unknown1z1 posted a video of the game listing together with a link to the page for it, which now returns a 404 page not found error. The same information, however, appears on another page on the Ubisoft store that spotlights several in-game images as well as new details about the, new the different gameplay features and character options available to players. The game's product description promises massive PvEVP 45-player uh, storm operations that will see players fight against a group of dangerous rogue agents, an aggressive faction known as the Vultures, all while surviving a lethal virus. There will also be PvE excursion operations for players to gather gear and prep the battlefield before heading out into combat. Players will also have the chance to be one of six agents and select between three classes each match, all with their own perk and skills. But the game's listing doesn't confirm when, yeah. uh, when this will be possible. The Division Heartland is given a very vague coming soon tease instead of an actual release date, though that status might change with Ubisoft forward around the corner. Greg, you're probably the person I know who is the most anticipating of the Division Heartland. Does this do anything sure. for you? I'm excited for more division. I don't like the idea where they're talking about it's promises massive PVE VP 45 player storm operations. And then this stuff, there will also be PVE excursion operations for players to gather gear and prep for the battlefield before heading out into combat. Let me go. Oh, 
So it has to be PvP. Like a PvP, mm-hmm. no matter what, is like the main thrust of the Heartland. That cools me a bit as somebody who loved Division 1 and 2 for the PV, uh, PvE uh, thing. I know that obviously you could go into the Dark Zone and do all that. That was just never my jam. Like I like, you know, I like teaming up with people cooperatively and going after AI rather than doing that. So it's like, meh. You know what I mean? Like, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't be that much. Maybe, you know, it will be a fun multiplayer mode. And then you get into this thing. Player will also have the chance to be one of six agents and select between three classes each match. It's like, okay. Like, I like building out my agent. And again, this, you know, I've had two of the division games I want. That division mobile game is, you know, sounding a lot like just the division on mobile. So it's like, I'm. it's not like I'm not, I don't have what I'm uh, looking for when it comes to these kind of division games. Uh, so I don't know. Heartland. This would put it beneath, for, in terms of my anticipation, this drops it below the mobile game. I'm more interested to see what the oh, mobile wow. game is Oh, wow. yeah. Well, they've oh. already confirmed controller support, so I know I can use my backbone. So if it's just, hey, we made a, a we made a game, we made the division that you can play anywhere. Oh, all right, cool. That sounds awesome. Are you going to, for the mobile game, are you planning to go into that alone? Or do you think you're going you're gonna to be able to scrounge up a crew to, to go in there with? I don't think it'll be hard to scrounge up a crew. I mean, I'm lucky to have the kind of funny best friends I could tweet out. But I imagine, you know... Fran will probably be involved in that. You know, Fran, he loves playing anything that's got the yeah. division on it. And so I could go out there and do that with him. But what would be more interesting for that is, well, I want to that much, right? Because you figure like a mobile game for me is still very much like usually on mute, usually playing next to Jen or doing something else. Like it's not demanding all of my attention. So is it going to be something I want to get into a voice chat and I want to go do all this stuff for? We'll wait and see. Obviously not much is known about that third. Well, I guess enough is known about the division mobile game, but it's another one that I'm hoping to get a little bit more information from uh, UB forward this weekend. Yeah. A division heartland is one that I, I, I want to hop into, but I, the more, what I read about through here, I get the same thing as you of like, Oh, this sounds different from what the division is. And like different is fine, but also not different in a way that uh, gets me excited. Compelling. Yeah. yeah. Compelling. And I'm somebody who, when it comes to the division mobile game, like I'm, I, I don't like playing games on my phone that much. Uh, and so that's not something that, uh, uh, appeals to me. And so like Heartland might be my one Avenue into like, in terms of the near division future, if it is near, sure. uh, to hop into it. Uh, and like right now I'm like, uh, I don't know if I will hop into it, but we'll see about it. Like, are you excited for this Ubisoft forward coming through like this Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't know that till we were doing the meeting last week. We've been talking about the date nonstop. And then Tim's like, it's on Saturday. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I got shit to do. A, I don't know. It's such a weird day for a, a video game thing. Random, like that random ass September Saturday. Yeah, All right, yeah. sure, I guess, whatever. I mean, uh, I guess D twenty three is this weekend. Yeah, sure, but that's like an ongoing thing, right? That's like a like a convention. I feel like that's a multi day thing. The game yeah. thing is when blessing. You're hosting the game. Thing. The game thing is Friday. Friday, I so mean, it's like they're you know. Maybe they they wanted to time it up uh, for whatever games they're making for Disney. You know. Maybe great point. Great point. Maybe that is it. It's teed up there. Assassin's Creed Disneyland. Yep. Assassin's so Creed Mickey people. Mouse. There you go. <laughs> you are. Ooh, that's that a joke. Words. Joke for the record. All right. This is a joke. Uh, hey, let's, hop into, <laughs> let's hop into story number four. Let's keep talking about Ubisoft. Ubisoft's new mobile shooter is reportedly a scrapped Far Cry game. Uh, this comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Wild Arena Survivors, Ubisoft's new mobile battle royale game that launched quietly last week, was reportedly once a Far Cry game. A source source familiar with Wild Arena Survivors told MobileGamer.biz that it was once called Far Cry Wild Call and was intended to be a battle royale spinoff for the franchise, with a similar art direction as Far Cry 6. The name remains in some part of the game. Players take part in the Wild Call Festival, and the game is reminiscent of Far Cry 6 in other ways, including its color palette art style roaming animals and more who's getting married these people oh, are in the trailer oh no bless. oh god he's, he's got a knife 
She's got a knife! <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, the Far Cry name was reportedly cut from the game as a means for Ubisoft to cut back on marketing and other costs after the game failed to make such, uh, much of an impact during its testing phase. The source, al- the source also claimed that Ubisoft's mobile games get less care and attention than the publisher's bigger console and PC titles, seemingly contributing to the, the quiet launch of Wild Arena Survivors last week. Now, my first question for you, Greg, is that did you know that oh, Wild damn, that Arena like Survivors... Yeah, th- no, that's the same font, isn't it? Certainly that looks, looks like, like the same font, and it might be the font that Ubisoft always uses. But did you know that Wild Arena Survivors launched last week? Blessing, not a chance in hell that I knew Wild Arena Survivors launched last week. This is the first I've heard of this game. It was once a Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that's what they wanted to save on the marketing budget by giving it zero dollars because they didn't have to care about Far Cry, I guess. It'll be interesting that, you know, it's a weird, oh, that's out, that's whatever. And But as, again, if you have you be forward this week right that's another great one of like this is out right now and you show maybe that trailer and some gameplay from it and maybe maybe you do all this i don't know if they sound if they sound super cold on it like it's not good or whatever but yeah at this point huh. i'm i like i'm expecting it for expecting to not see it at the ubisoft forward and i can like, see that for sure is maybe it's them trying to bury it ubisoft is i know you talked about this with tim because i think I, I listen to the episode and me and tim talk about this all the time that ubisoft is in such an interesting, fascinating, weird place as a company yeah. where none of what they're talking about appeals to me. And I don't think appeals to many people, right? Aside from like the tidbits here and there, like Mario and Rabbids, people are excited for that. Uh, I'm sure when they show off Assassin's Creed, um, uh, what was it called? Assassin's Creed Mirage. I think yeah. there's going to be a crowd that's really excited for that. Assassin's Creed Infinity, I think that could be promising. If they me- message that the right way, I think there's an audience that will be excited for that. But even this year alone, uh, Greg, do you... Rainbow Six Extraction came out this year. Do you remember? Jesus Christ. We yeah, played that for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed it for what it was. We had fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mike was but super like, into it. And Mike was super into it. But I, Ubisoft would have wanted to make way more of that out of that game, right? Because that has the Rainbow Six, like, I, that has the branding in there, right? That's coming off of Rainbow Six Siege, which is the thing that for Ubisoft lived for years and years and years. Extraction, I know it's PVE, right? Different thing. You probably don't expect it to have the same uh, uh, impact as Siege, but I would think that you have, you expect it to have some sort of post launch impact. And as far as I remember, I've not read anything or seen any reports about post-launch content for Extraction, which yeah. surprises me, right? Roller Champions also came out a few months ago, and that's one that I've already forgotten about, right? I had fun with that on day one and was not compelled to, to go back to it. Skull and Bones is coming out this, this, the day before God of War Ragnarok, and the same day as Sonic um, uh, uh, Frontiers, which it should worry a bit more about. Um, but yeah, the Ubisoft slate is like, right now I'm just like, dude, what is going on? Like, what, where are the exciting games? Where are the hits? Assassin's Creed? Does that do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got for Mirage, me Infinity, right? Infinity, uh, one day coming on, and what the hell that'll be? That's pretty much all yeah, I can promise hard. you at this point. Oh, God, don't get me started. Yeah, Rocksmith Plus. <laughs> if you like that Rocksmith, people like that Rocksmith. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about Ubisoft a lot more later in the week. For now, let's hop into story number five. A PS5 gray camouflage collection has been revealed. I'm pulling directly from the PlayStation blog. Bring a fresh, unique aesthetic into play with the new gray camouflage collection coming to the PS5 family of accessories. Adding to the previously released Galaxy-inspired color lineup, the gray camouflage collection features a matching set of accessories with the DualSense wireless controller, PS5 console covers for both the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive and the PS5 digital edition, and Pulse 3D wireless headset. 
Starting on October 14th, the DualSense wireless controller in gray camouflage will be available on direct.playstation.com and will be uh, offered at other participating retailers starting October 28th. Starting October 14th, the PS5 console covers in gray camouflage will be available exclusively on direct.playstation.com in these locations. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like, I look at this, I'm like, all right, we're different strokes for different folks. I'm sure there's somebody who wants. We got to stop doing camo on camo. accessories, man. It's just, it's never, right? it never looks They cool. must sell. Yeah. The fact that they keep doing them, they must sell. Now, yeah. I think, don't get me wrong, camo, not my jam, but I sure do love that camo kind of funny sweatshirt. <laughs> kind the of camo kind of funny sweatshirt. See, I, I don't find it on clothes. It's, it's specifically like when Xbox did like the, the, yeah, like when they did the camo controller like a year or two ago. Um, it just never, it just never looks good to me, man. Especially gray. Like why? Why gray out of all colors? Come on. I mean, you're trying to camouflage it with a gray living room. You know, you got to hide your accessories. You got a you got a thief coming into your home, and wanted to steal the things. They see they, they see like it, yeah. they see like, the DVD player wall over there. Yeah. <laughs> they see, yeah, they see the PS5, and they're like, "Oh, that's not a PS5. That's that's the wall. I'm just looking at the wall." But here's the thing, plus it's not uh, not the entire thing is camo, so they're still going to be able to see the. <laughs> they're going to see the, the big ass middle black. Yeah, fucking they're like, like, "Oh, there's the PS5. <laughs> it looks a little <laughs> weird. I can't see the yeah. rest of it." But there <laughs> where, it is. where are the plates on this thing? Why are the plates absent? I'm just <laughs> looking at the middle of a PS5. What are these earbuds? <laughs> these these weird wireless earbuds. Oh man. Oh shit. You pick it up and you realize, oh shit. Oh man, this is three dimensional. This is all. Connected. Oh shit! Oh man, they try to hide it from me. I found it though. I found it. All right, yeah, I don't like Can that. You... I'm, not, I'm good. I don't need those. Are we gonna get like a God of War Ragnarok accessory set, or does PlayStation so. just not give a fuck? Great question. Like, that Bless. seems like an easy win, right? Yeah. You wonder what it is though. Like, you figure the plan before the world spiraled in on itself would have been probably you're gonna get a God of War Ragnarok all a bundle right where you get the playstation 5 that is decked out a certain way and then obviously the you know shortage on everything and the inability to get a playstation easily has probably neutered all those ideas and so then you have to wonder there's probably been the conversation of well do we put out plates and do we put out a controller for it and then that would set the precedent of that's what you're going to do when i'm sure playstation looks five years in the future and there are you know two years three years in the future and it's more like well, we still want to get back to doing bundles for our big games. So we still want there to be a Ghost of Tsushima 2 PlayStation 5 bundle that way. And they probably go, well, let's not burn it then this way and just do it that way. When you say bundle, like, are you talking about... Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the you buy, like, the gunmetal gray PlayStation 3, right? The mm-hmm. God of War PlayStation 4 we had. You know what I mean? Like, the decked out, it is, it's a controller and it is a, a, a plate that is God of War themed and has, you know, the axe yeah. on it and all that shit. But rather than put that out now and set the precedent that you're going to be able to buy them randomly in stores, you know, for the mm. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever they are, it'll gotcha. instead be, no, no, we want you to buy the new unit when you can one day. That makes sense. I, because for me, when I look at the place, I'm like, this is what, it feels like this is what they're teeing up, right? The idea of being able to show up to a store and get like the God of War set or the Horizon set or like the, like this it gets you around having to release full consoles of like this is the ps this is the like the spider-man playstation 4 thing right like yeah you can do it easier not worry about the parts but i guess that makes sense if they want to manufacture or if they want to sell it alongside uh consoles and have it be a big blow-up thing make again you figure like in the here stretch uh stretch caramel says that they can do a game plus the playstation 5 plates bundle yeah they could but again they're setting precedent that way then that because mm-hmm. then inevitably when it's horizon 3 and they do it for horizon 3 that you have to buy the new playstation 5 for it people are gonna get pissed about it. look at that goddamn beautiful god PS4. yeah and, and that's the thing it's like the way the ps4 pro is designed right like 
that was you couldn't like take that off and then have it look good with like another uh, top of a PS4 Pro, right? Um, the the way the PS5 is made, yeah. you can easily switch. Although yeah. I do like the idea of like building a sandwich with the PS4 Pro. <laughs> have like the top Spider-Man, the middle Death Stranding, the bottom Spider-Man. It's like, cool. oh yeah, it's a fucking Death Stranding sandwich. I miss this console. I miss it a lot. Do Still. you? Well, I, I missed my my Spider-Man one. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, I, I had this. Yeah. Uh, it's somewhere, somewhere at my uh, in my sister's room, gathering dust probably. Yeah, I feel that. I don't miss the PS4 in general. Oh, well. PlayStation Five is great. Yeah, the PS4 was loud, dude. Fucking yeah, loud. but you know, like it had themes. It had. Folders. It did have themes. I do miss some. Of the, yeah, some of the UI elements. I, I don't. Miss. I don't miss how uh, the slow the UI was, especially in those last couple of years. But yeah, no, one hundred percent. I miss it. Final news story. Uh, this is also coming from the PlayStation blog. Firewall Ultra has been announced. Uh, yeah, this is again from the PlayStation blog. Since day one, First Contact Entertainment has been focused on bringing uh, quality experiences to virtual reality. And our team has always believed in pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Which is why, now, after four years of support for Firewall Zero Hour, we are proud to announce that we'll be pushing those boundaries once again with our next live-operated first-person multiplayer shooter for PlayStation VR 2, Woo! Firewall Ultra. Firewall Ultra is the next evolution in the Firewall franchise. We're taking advantage of new features uh, that, the PS, uh, that PSVR 2 has to offer. Set five years after the original game, the contractors and locations you've grown to love have evolved and moved into the next generation. Since PSVR 2 offers bugs. a much... Bu uh, bugs? What do you mean bugs? There was bugs on the floor, like Metal Gear. Oh, I think it was like buggy or something like that. Uh, no, since, no, no. <laughs> since PSVR 2 offers a much higher level of visual fidelity with 4K HDR, we've completely remade all character models. The maps have also seen a complete overhaul with new areas and new textures. There will also be new locations and contractors, but it wouldn't be a firewall game without the weaponry and equipment, which also feature a much deeper level of customization. We've been listening to our community over the past four years, and we're proud to announce that you'll be able to, you'll be playing Firewall Ultra on dedicated servers. Woo! We're also adding rounds to the game, so each match will, will now be the best of three. And we're adding an entirely new PvE experience. Plus, we have future content planned post-launch, such as new contractors, maps, and weapons. On top of all that, Firewall uh, Ultra utilizes new PSVR 2 Sense technology uh, features like eye tracking, which enables you to intuitively swap weapons and bring up H uh, HUD indicators uh, through cameras built into the PSVR 2 headset. Uh, Greg, you are, once again, the biggest Firewall Zero Hour fan I have Thank in my you. life. Thank you. What does this do for you? Ah, this is super exciting. Of course, if you have never saw any of Firewall Zero Hour, you can check out the PSVR show we did on youtube.com slash games where we played uh, some Firewall Zero Hour and talk about it. Um, me and Kevin loved this game. We love playing this game. It's, you know, uh, I should say Firewall Zero Hour. We love playing that game. Uh, and it was always, it is one of my examples uh, that I think everybody has of when VR clicks and is so natural and is that, holy shit, I can't believe this works this way. That's how this game was, uh, the fact that it actually did it. And yeah, it was rough around the edges, and yeah, you know, it was PSVR 1. And uh, all that said, First Contact Entertainment is such a talented VR studio, and they supported uh, Firewall Zero Hour for so long that it's super exciting to see them on board with a PlayStation VR 2 exclusive uh, in Firewall Ultra. And so I hope it's a launch game. Uh, I hope it is as good as it should be uh, on PlayStation VR 2 and take advantage of all that stuff. And it gets me super excited. Bless it. The short answer is it gets me super excited because they did so much with what PlayStation VR 1 was. I'm excited to see what they do with PlayStation VR 2. And then this opens up, I wonder if they're going to, uh, how you're going to handle 
you know, one of the cool things about uh, PlayStation VR for Firewall Zero Hour was that it had that gun attachment, right? The sharpshooter is what it's called. I can never remember anymore. But the one where you could slide in your move wands and walk around and have it be an actual, feel like it was the actual gun, which, of course, was underutilized, but awesome for this experience. And so I wonder if they'll be making something like that for this uh, to put your new sense wands or whatever the fuck they're called into. Yeah. Yeah, I missed out on the, the sharpshooter uh, accessory, so I didn't get to play the game like that. And I'm convinced that that's why I didn't um, click as much with the game for I sure like i needed that thing for sure i can understand that yeah it, it definitely took it to another level i think of having that you know physical all right i'm holding what f- feels like the same machine gun i'm using in yeah. game but That's yeah a- you know low times are always a problem the best of three is a great thing because it would be a hard idea of getting everybody in there and then yeah if you're just climbed out right away i'm like oh well yeah that was a waste and also you know i'm sure matchmaking isn't the easiest when it's when it comes to the vr multiplayer game because the um, install base isn't as high so if it yeah. is hey you're staying in a game longer as opposed to requeuing up over and over again um i'm sure that's going to keep people in the in the game more um and yeah like reading through this entire blog post uh like usually for a story like this i, w- I would have kept only like a paragraph or two but i kept the whole thing because every single detail feels um vital for how they're how they're making this new one it feels so iterative but in all the good ways that you'd want out of a game yeah. like this them learning talking from their about, experiences right yeah yeah them talking about like oh yeah we this is how we did it in firewall zero hour but in the new one we're gonna have eye tracking right after this we're gonna have that we're we're keeping uh, uh the same maps but we're gonna remodel them build them again from the ground up and adding new content working on pve stuff pve is huge too because yeah, yeah. To, t- to cut your teeth before it was very much like there was a training thing but then there was more you have to go play and so again if you were having matchmakes or you were so uh, solo and you weren't good and you wanted to practice it would be there i'm interested to see what this eye tracking stuff means in terms of being able to intuitively swap weapons or bring up hud indicators through the cameras built in looking at your eyes that sounds of course like minority report crazy stuff crazy technology but i'm excited to see how it works because yeah like that of course having your eyes shielded when you're using anything does make it difficult at times and there was a lot going on in uh firewall zero hour in terms of what you could do so if they make that easier make it more intuitive that sounds great yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I, I think I'm also excited just for the fact that I'm going to be able to play alongside. I'm sure you and Kevin and Mike and whoever else wants to hop sure. in. Um, and so I'm going to actually have people to play with and alongside the the uh, kind of funny community. So I think that's going to be fun. And I, w- the w- one last thing on this uh, is I wonder what this. I wonder how many more VR games we're going to hear about soon. Because uh, one of the conversations me and Tim had. Uh, I think last week, uh, right before Gamescom, um, was about how they announced that PSVR 2 is coming spring 2023. And both me and Tim were like, oh yeah, this is interesting timing. Like, they just busted this out out of nowhere, which isn't, which isn't unlike PlayStation. But for me, the thought process was, oh yeah, I'm sure we'll, maybe we'll hear about VR games soon. Maybe that's the thing is some developers may, might want to start showing off their things and then like for sure. with being able to say, hey, we're coming spring 2023. Um, them not giving spring 2023 makes me wonder if we're actually going to see it spring 2023 because they could also just say that. Um, but maybe they are waiting for an event or something to, go, to finally put the stamp on. This is coming out launch on PlayStation. Um, but well, you know how it goes yeah. too, obviously, right? Of like, they don't want to, are they confident on what date they can hit, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'm sure PlayStation will want to make a big deal out of its launch lineup for PlayStation VR 2. So clearly, yeah. if, if it is part of it, they don't even want to tip your hand to that, right? They'd rather it be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, wait for the big push and find out what's yeah. going to happen. You maybe have that, you know, the Xbox Game Pass style, like, and the and everything's coming to Game Pass, right? If you can have a PlayStation VR event and go, and these 10 games are going to be at launch, you know, I think that can be a, a hype thing and a hype announcement to bundle up uh, together. But Greg, us learning more about PSVR 2 is just so far away. So if I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? 
The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Biomutant for PS5 and Xbox Series X, Temtem for PS5, Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC. And Temtem is one I've heard a lot. It's a I was going to say, are you interested in all about this? A little bit, but I'm also I have too many other games to play. Like between God of War and sure. Tinykin, I want to play, and I kind of want to play more of Immortality. Still, I, I don't think because Temtem is like the it. Pokemon one, right? That's the deal yeah Pokemon. But I think it's even more. Look at this, brand. Look at this new shirt we got, making an ant out of a molehill. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Good I job, never get Luke. The cool merch. I only get the merch that makes fun of me. Uh, but yeah, like it's, I think it's mostly more online connected, like almost more MMO adjacent. Um, yeah. okay. it sounds interesting, and it looks interesting. And so, if you're a Pokemon person and want to play it on PlayStation, uh, there you go. Uh, out today. We also got the Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition for PS5 and PS4. Come back for that game. Yeah. Uh, We got Gloomwood Early Access out today for PC. Circus Electric, uh, not like the common album, Electric Circus. That's out today for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. Disney Dreamlight Valley Early Access is out today everywhere. Uh, Joey's been playing a lot of it. She'll be talking about on Gamescast this week. Yeah, and she also had a Twitter thread up uh, uh, today. If you yeah, but don't read that. Twitter. Wait, give us the click on Gamescast. Yeah, give us the Gamescast click first and then read it. Uh, Monstrum 2 is out on PC. Life in Willowdale Farm Adventures is out today on PC. <laughs> and then Rocksmith Plus is out today on PC. Woo! There you go. Hell yeah, you saw getting them wins in. Anybody, uh, does anybody in the <laughs> chat play Rocksmith? Because I know that it is popular. I know that a lot of people use it. I'm just, I, do yeah, any of you? A friend of mine from high school really loves Rocksmith. And, like, Rocksmith's been around for like since like 2014, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, been, they've been playing around with Rocksmith for, for the last eight years. Okay, I've heard very good things about it. Apparently, Apparently it is Fran really good. does. Fran fucking plays it. I guess there's a lot of menus in it. That's. I don't think that should surprise any of us. That sounds like a very Fran thing to do is to play Rocksmith. <laughs> I'm sure he's very excited about Rocksmith. Plus. I mean, he had to have learned to play guitar somewhere, you know. Exactly. New days for you. Uh, Rocket League Sideswipe Season 5 will be live tomorrow. And then coming to Game Pass uh, today, you're getting Disney Dreamlight Valley, Opus Magnum, Train Sim Sim World 3. Uh, On September 13th, you're getting Ashes of the Singularity, DC League of Super Pets. September 14th, you're getting You Suck at Parking. And then on September 15th, you're getting Dispots Game, Dispose Game. Uh, And you're also getting Metal Hellsinger. Hell yeah. Great month for game pass uh we got a deal of the day for you uh this comes from wario 64 the red faction complete collection is 12 dollars 25 right now on steam if you know me you know i love that red faction uh you can go get that right now of course that includes gorilla armageddon if you know me you know i love, <laughs> you that, know red I faction. love that red faction yeah, blessings always <laughs> talking about punching through the walls in red faction i don't i don't fucking time. shut up about red faction but specifically the, the first one on ps2 and then gorilla are like my my uh, my two that i fuck with but i think the other ones are fine but go play Red Faction 1. It's great. Fine. They're fine. They're fine. It's fine. We got a squad up for you from Joseph Carlson who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Just like you can. It says, uh, just looking for a few best friends to chat with about your content while we play Xbox. If you want to uh, add Joseph on Xbox. That sounds like he's like, he wants to like, he's like, he wants to vent about how bad the content is. <laughs> well, like, let's talk about how much fucking KFAF sucks when it was on. I fucking hate Mike. <laughs> Do you guys hate him? <laughs> you can add Joseph on Xbox with uh, the username Unfading Maple. That is Unfading Maple. Capital U, capital M. Uh, before we go, we do have a required reading for you. Uh, sad story uh, that happened over the uh, this last week. Uh, Kotaku's Mike Fahey, uh, and this, I'm actually going to pull directly from the Polygon uh, article because that's where I'm going to po- uh, point you toward. Kotaku's Mike Fahey, uh, beloved big kid of video games journalism, dies at 49. I'm going to read a little excerpt from Owen S. Good at Polygon. 
Mike Fahey of Kotaku, one of the longest tenured writers at one of video games, one of video gaming's oldest and most read online publications, died on Friday. He was 49. Over 16 years, uh, Fahey wrote with great hilarity and deep affection for toys, snacks, giant robots, video games, and the emotional ties binding them all to his readership. The Polygon article uh, goes on, but I implore everybody uh, right now, if you want to go give, give that the click over on Polygon, read more about uh, Mike Fahey. This is one that like, I recognize the name Mike Fahey as somebody sure. who, like, you know, follow video game journalism and now somebody who is uh, in the game games media space saw his name all, all over would uh, read his stuff every now and then and this is one that um once it was announced last week so many people came through and were like oh man like you know showed love showed support uh very sad story yeah mike was a super super nice guy yeah, yeah. a really great person and so yeah i you know got to hang out with him once at momocon because of how far we were across the country uh and then obviously every so often would interact with him on twitter but he was always just the nicest dude and so obviously mm -hmm. uh the article has it for his obituary over here on polygon uh there's a link obviously to go to a gofundme for his uh partner and two children uh of course you know mike had a whole bunch of chronic health issues we had helped raise money for a hospital bed for him not too long ago uh so yeah if you have the means to help that'd be great uh but more importantly it's just you know celebrate his life and obviously, uh, you know, be there for the Kotaku team. I think that's the yeah. thing. You've seen a lot of that going around that, you know, uh, Kotaku hasn't posted about this yet. And a lot of people are being a, a lot of assholes about that in terms of why that is completely forgetting, of course, that they knew him the best. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they're, they're not trying to be first with a fucking post about it. They're trying to go through the grief process right now and go through the very beginning of grieving, I guess. And so everybody just needs to understand that and, of course, celebrate Mike. 100%. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Kebabs writes in and says, Svartalheim in AC Valhalla's Dawn of Ragnarok DLC is pronounced Svartalheim. 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 I'm just going to call it Svartalheim. Uh, let's see. Radic writes in and says, not a year wrong, but additional tidbits on Cyberpunk from earlier today. Apart from Keanu Reeves returning as Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk uh, Phantom Liberty, there will also be, oh, Giancarlo Esposito of Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul fame uh, voicing the character named Faraday in Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, anime series launching next week on Netflix. Uh, we just <laughs> uh, We just revealed full English cast on Twitter uh, via at Edge Runners official channel uh, for everyone to check out. Oh, yeah, Radic works for uh, Radic, yeah. That's Radic, yeah. Radic, yeah. I yeah. uh, appreciate that, Radic. Um, funny enough, this is the most random thing ever. I had a dream last night that Giancarlo Esposito was in. Where <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was I was working at my previous job and I was slacking and I was slacking like constantly, right? I wasn't doing any real work. I would just like hang out and like act like I was doing work for yeah. like months and months and months. And like one of the mornings I got to work, I was like, hey, uh, you know, I sat down, started my computer and I was like, hey, I'm going to take a quick 15. I want to grab breakfast real quick. And Giancarlo and it was Giancarlo as basically Gus, Gus Fring for sure, Breaking, Breaking sure, Bad. Fair enough. Yeah. As I'm about to walk out, he's like, hey, actually, uh, go back to your desk for a second. And I was like, oh, OK. And I, like, I walk back to my desk. And I'm like, oh, what's his deal? And he comes over and he's like, hey, <laughs> on bring my daughter to work day the other day, my daughter noticed that you weren't doing anything on your computer. <laughs> and so. For the entirety of yesterday, I was monitoring monitoring your screen to see if you're doing any real work. Damn. And were, yeah, and you weren't doing any real work, so you're in trouble. And I was like, "Fuck, man, Gus is mad at me." And then, like, I don't remember much. You're watching that. too much Better Call Saul <laughs> right now. Blessings. I am. I don't remember much at, about the dream after that, but I woke up feeling guilty as fuck, dude. Like, sure. it was, as it was you that thing where as you the, should. The feeling carried over, and so I woke up and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn, Gus is gonna get me." It was wild. But thanks, Radic, for reminding me of that dream. I thought I forgot it. 
Uh, Nana writes in and says, according to Extraction's website, the last major update was Nightmare Fog back in May 2022, which released a new crisis event. Um, and then Jay Fulcrum says PlayStation Plus free games are up. So hop on that. I believe that's Need for Speed, uh, Tom, and Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, if I remember correctly. Great month for PS Plus. This week's host for kind of funny games daily go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and Jeff Gertzman. On Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim. Then on Friday, you're getting Tim and Greg. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Zelda Breath of the Wild with Andy and Mike. Uh, if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily